You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. As a matter of fact, it's the second time she's been on the show, and her name is Jessica Yarbrough. Jessica has quickly developed a reputation of being one of the best business strategists, marketing, and sales consultants for entrepreneurs who want to sell high ticket, high value products and services. Her background is in international business, and she's built multiple companies. Jessica's a genius at showing entrepreneurs how to build an expert platform, raise rapidly raising their value, building their credibility online, and attracting high-paying clients. She travels the world teaching and inspiring entrepreneurs and helping them to grow their influence and make the income and impact that they desire. So welcome to the show, Jessica. Thanks for having me again, Dennis. Yes, we were talking about how long it's been. It's been over a year and a half. You were in episode 47. I think we're up to episode like 190. You were in episode 47. And at that time, we talked about how to get more clients using your social media strategy without paid ads. It's a social media strategy without paid ads. You talked a lot about Facebook there. And today we're going to pivot a little bit. We're going to talk about, but I would recommend anybody who didn't hear that first episode, check out episode 47. You can check that out wherever you get your podcast on. But today we're going to talk about something a little different. We're going to talk about nine lessons that can take you from 5,000 a month to 25,000 a month. And when I say you, I mean coaches, consultants, B2B service providers, done-for-you service providers, agencies. You know, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that kind of fit into that that wheelhouse. So I'm excited to jump in. But before we do that, you know, we were talking about your travels here before we hit record. It seems like you're always off to another country, you and your daughter. Yes. Um, So where are you going next? Where's the next big travel adventure? You're a big traveler. Yeah, you know, I actually, I'm not sure. We may pop over to Mexico again. It's only an hour and a half or two hours flight from San Diego. We'd like to go down to Cabo or Puerto Vallarta. And we'll probably do that in January and then plan to get back to Europe. But I don't plan too far in advance. It's just, I made a commitment when I started my business and especially in the stage of growth that I'm in, I made, I recommitted to it last year was that I was going to take at least four weeks of vacation. I've been doing that for a couple of years now. And it's just part of my passion. It refuels me. It gives me time to, you know, just step away and to recalibrate, readjust my strategy and to come back strong. So we'll keep yeah, doing that. And you get to spend a lot of time with your daughter. You have a young yes. daughter. She's like five and she's been to like, you know, probably a dozen different countries at yes. this stage and she's five years old. So yes. that's always interesting because you get to spend a lot of time with her as well. So Absolutely. awesome. Well, tell us, give everybody a quick insight into your business, right? So, I mean, I gave them a really, you know, down and dirty version, but can you expand on that a teeny bit and what you do with entrepreneurs, how you help them? And then we'll dive into these nine lessons. Yeah. You know, I have entrepreneurs come to me in two stages. Either they're doing very well and they're ready to scale or they're kind of struggling. Maybe they're working 70 hours a week, but they've kind of capped themselves at that 60 to $75,000 
a year mark. And so they come to me to help them reposition themselves in the marketplace, really put together irresistible offers, fine tune their messaging so that they're attracting the right clients who see their value and are both willing and able to pay for it and to ultimately grow their expert platform so that they become sought after as an industry expert. And yeah, that's what I help them with. All stages of the marketing process to build that out. Perfect. Awesome. All right. So here's a couple of questions that we didn't talk about in our first interview that I think would be interesting for the audience before we dive into the nine lessons. And that is this, you know, if you could pick any superpower, any business superpower, right? Something that's related to business. Right, you can't be Superman. You can't be Wonder Woman. Even though, man, you know, that might that's be. That's what I was going to choose. Why um, business superpower? If you could pick one, what would it be? One that I don't have. Well, you already have that one. One you don't have. Probably something that somebody else does that you would love to be able to do. Somebody you admire who has some superpower that you would just love to have. Oh man, I am not a details person, so I think that would be a great one. I have a team that helps me. So I'm a visionary strategist. I can hover above a situation at 30,000 foot and kind of look at the pieces. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty details, just being able to really break those down into micro tasks is not a superpower I have. So that would be, that'd be cool to could be able to do that too. Awesome. All right. Very cool. All right. So listen, let's dive into the nine lessons because I know that you've talked about this not long ago on a Facebook Live and there was a lot of great feedback, a lot of great questions around it. I think the audience is going to be excited to to tap into this. So why don't you start off, dive in, and then we'll unpack it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I created these lessons because these are the things I actually went through to get to this level. And then there's a whole other level that comes after this. But for those people that are kind of struggling, maybe you've launched courses and you're trying to monetize them, or maybe you're billing by the hour, I'm going to give you these lessons. And then number one is to focus on one high ticket offer and try to get that really leveraged. You want to get great at client delivery flush out your marketing around it so that you've got your pipeline full and then you're getting people results. And the reason why I say that is because so many people have too many offerings and they're not able to get the momentum. So even if you are an agency, a lot of agencies will you know, say, okay, it's $1,500 you know, a month for funnels and emails, but they don't get the commitment. So what I'm suggesting you do is you get the commitment, for example, six months. And that way you can actually have enough time to implement your strategies and to see the results rather than just doing it on a monthly basis. So what's your definition of a high ticket offer? Is it, you know, I mean, in dollars, right? I mean, I'm sure every industry is a little different, you know, coaching, consulting done for you, but what's the price point that you consider to be high ticket? Well, for me personally, it'd be a baseline of $10,000, but for some people it's five, some people it's 7,500. Really, my clients come to me when they want to sell 10, 25, 50, even $100,000 programs or services. And so, all right, great. So number one is focus in on one high ticket offer, right? Focus is key. You don't want to get distracted with too many offers. All right. What's number two? Dial in your marketing. So, so many people just keep going with what they're doing. They just keep producing rather than taking time to figure out what's the actual problem that needs to be solved in your marketing. What's the weak spot? right? So 80% of your time should be trying to solve that problem rather than just creating more content. So if you are putting out great content, but no one's booking calls, then you need to focus on creating more intimacy with your audience. Maybe it's just one way and you need to create that two-way communication. If you are getting on calls, but they're not enrolling, you need to dial in your sales process. Is there a weakness there? Are you not showing up, you know, as the coach, the consultant, the service provider that needs to show up on that conversation to move them to a sale? If you are attracting leads and they don't have the money, then you have a messaging and a positioning problem. 
your audience doesn't see you in the way and the light and the, and the positioning that you need to be seen in order to attract the right people who have the means to afford your services. So really work on dialing in your marketing. So where do you see, I mean, I'm sure it's all over the board, but where do you see people miss the mark most often? Is it in generating leads, generating the right leads, getting them, you know, to convert? Is it, I mean, where do you see most coaches, consultants fall down? I would say it's in lead gen and it's because of their messaging and positioning. And everybody wants to blame all these other things, but it really comes down to messaging and positioning. Like if you're trying to be seen up here, but your audience sees your products and services down here, then to make that jump, especially when it comes to high ticket, it's just not never going to happen. You have to work on your positioning. You have to know who your competitors are, how you stack up against them, what differentiates you. I mean, you need to know all of these things and you need to make sure that your audience sees you as someone who's credible, someone who help, has helped people just like them. And of course, you know, having the results to back all of this up. Got it. Number three. Number three, keep your head in the game. So mindset is one of the most overlooked aspects of entrepreneurial success. It's not something that I lead with, but certainly it goes on. We work on this in my programs because people's limitations, self-sabotaging behaviors come out even when it comes time to closing major deals. And it's, it's really important to keep your head in the game even so that you can weather the storms that happen inevitably in entrepreneurship when things break, your Facebook ad account gets shut down, your funnels bust, your lead uh, flow, you know, suddenly pipeline just suddenly shuts down. You hire someone, they screw you over, money's lost, all of that. All of these things are going to be happening as part of the entrepreneurial journey. And your ability to pivot and let things go and move on quickly is an ultimate determinant factor in how successful you will be. Do you find that a lot of coaches and consultants and even the done-for-you service providers have a hard time asking for a high-ticket offer? They're used to asking for it in bite-sized pieces like 1000 or 1500 or 2000 a month. And then all of a sudden, when they got to ask for 10 or 15 grand, they get real nervous. They get real shy about doing that. I mean, do you see that a lot? Absolutely. And so we have to work on mindset. We have to work on packaging. We have to work on, again, like what is your enrollment process? And are you owning your value? Because every enrollment conversation is a transference of energy. So if you don't believe that they're going to buy or you're nervous, they're going to sense that energy. We know that only a small percentage of our communication is actually verbal. So it's really important that you have a program that you believe in, that it's positioned in the marketplace in the right way, that it's value packed so that even though it may have a really high price tag, it's actually affordable in your ideal client's mind. So the return is so great that even though it has a $25,000 price tag, it's actually quite reasonable. So that's where you need to get to in your mindset and in your offerings in order to really make it in the, in the high ticket world. Love it. Perfect. All right. Number four, I think. Survey your ideal clients. Okay. You know, so many people assume they know and they really don't know because maybe they've done it once. I want you to do it again and again and again. Interview your existing clients. Find out why they hired you. Find out who else they interviewed when before they hired you. This was really mind-opening whenever people share stuff about me and my competitors. Talk to prospects who didn't hire you and ask them why. The more data that you can gather, the more you understand the psychology of why someone doesn't buy, the more your marketing will improve and therefore your bottom line will too. Are you talking about more like an online survey? Or are you talking more like an interview where you're talking to them on the phone in a Skype call where you yes. can have like a real conversation? Real conversation, surveys, are not the way to go. And people are going to 
you know, try to do as little as possible, you need to ask them and you need to ask probing questions to really dig deep. And you'll learn a lot about your own messaging when you do that. Love it. Perfect. All right. Number five. Educate your audience. An informed prospect is much more likely to buy. So a lot of people are missing the mark on this. And they're also just trying to push the solution. Like you need to educate them that that you understand their pain points. You understand what they're going through. You understand that here's what they think the problem is. And actually it's really way bigger. Like you need to be able to educate them and also show them that you have a way out and educate them on your methodology. What are the ways that you help people? But don't skip over this process because the transformation is not in the information, guys. It's in what you do with the information. So don't hold back, share the information and I'll invite them to hire you to help them implement it. So for example, you do a lot of Facebook lives right? for for your community. Is that one of the primary ways you educate your audience? Absolutely. LinkedIn lives, Facebook lives. I love to do live trainings, get my whiteboard out. I find people learn, they retain the information better when you actually use a whiteboard versus a PowerPoint. Educate them, show them who you are, that you know what you're talking about. And you know what? Then you've got informed people who already like have consumed your content. They like you, they're ready to work with you and they're raising their hand via your inbox to book a call. Love it. Okay, great. Number, what is it? Number six? Yep. Showcase your client's success. So a lot of people hold back and we live in a society that really values social proof. That's why before we go to buy anything on Amazon, you click those review buttons and make sure that you know, other people liked what is being promised. So you need to really focus on showcasing not just your own success, but other people's success, the people that you've helped. And you can do that via interviewing them on live stream, written testimonials, video testimonials are really powerful, realizing that the more you help others, the more that others will want to hire you to help them. Yeah, I think I heard it. I think it was Jeffrey Gittimer, who's a past guest. He said it best. He said, when you say it about yourself, it's bragging. When somebody else says it about you, it's proof. So. I think that's a perfect example. Social proof is powerful, obviously, especially in video. Like you mentioned, if you can get a video testimonial, even 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute long, I mean, you know, that's about as good as you can get. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Number seven. Drop your ego and get the help you need. And this can be really hard, especially for people who've had big wins in the past. I mean, I've had people who are doing a quarter million, $350,000 a year. And for whatever reason, what they were doing just stopped. And it was hard for them to ask the help for the help they needed because they were way up here before. And the reality is what worked in the past may not work now. And you, we always need someone outside of ourselves to show us our blind spots. And so really, the sooner that you can just get the help you need, the sooner you're going to fold the time between where you are and where you want to be. Love it. All right. Number eight. Get your automation up and running. Like get it up running, running soon. You need to be able to collect those emails. You need to be able to nurture those leads. You need to be able to educate them and drive them to a call. A lot of people kind of half-ass this process and they give away something that's not very valuable. I know you don't. I've consumed one of your opt-ins, Dennis. It was really value-packed. So you did it the right way. And you want to make sure that that's what you do. Give away something really valuable. Make sure your funnels are working. You're following up with emails. A lot of the money to be made is not in the initial the initial opt-in, but actually the back end in the follow-up. So get your automation up and running and build your list sooner rather than later. Yeah, definitely. I see a lot of coaches and consultants and you know, even the done-for-you service providers that really don't focus on building a list, mm. right? I mean, even a lot of people that I've had on this show as guests, you know, I'll talk to them about, you know, hey, I'm going to promote it on social and my list. And they'll be like, oh yeah, I've got a small list. You know, I've got like 500 people on my list. And I'm like, 
you've been in business for 20 years. You've went through the era of the internet going from nothing to being like the best thing in the world, you know, as far as a business tool and you don't have an email list. What in the hell are you doing? Like, I just, sometimes I don't understand it. Like they just ignore that whole list piece. And so, you know, it's hard to have any sort of nurturing, you know, that you can do with them on a regular basis that's predictable without having an email list. I mean, it's just fundamental. I mean, I don't, it just, I just don't get it sometimes. Yep. No, absolutely. Get it going and get it going as soon as you can. Awesome. And number nine. Last one, ditch the lone wolf mentality. So many entrepreneurs are just doing everything themselves. They, they don't have a team. They're, they don't want to invest, you know, let go of any cash in order to hire the assistants. And so they feel like they're the only one who can do everything and they do it best. That is going to be at a detriment to the scalability and long-term success of your business. So there's plenty of daily time-sucking tasks you don't need to be doing. Like get people, get really good people around you. If you don't have a lot of cash flow, fine, just allocate a small budget to at least outsource certain things like your graphic design or maybe your audience building, your Facebook ads, things that are not in your zone of genius or that are just very, very time consuming and not the best use of your time. But you need great people around you. You need help if you want to really scale your business. And so I recommend keeping your content for it to you. You could be a, your content creator. And until you really get over $150,000, $200,000, you should be doing your own sales as well. You need that feedback, right? And even if you hire a salesperson, I recommend taking back over your sales calls. I know seven-figure, eight-figure earners who do this just to get the marketing messaging dialed in and learn because sometimes we get so detached. So you know, do some sales calls and, and learn and it's going to be an amazing process. So um, outsource the things that are not in your zone of genius. Focus on driving the vision of your company, own your content and do your own sales for now. So are you, in regards to outsourcing, are you focused, are you, are you, is your thought press more on like a VA or bringing someone in-house as maybe a part-time employee or either or? Which one do you think is a better fit for most coaches and consultants? You know, it's either or. It really depends on where you're at in your business. I mean, you're probably going to start with contractors and eventually bring them on as employees or certain people on as employees so that you can align incentives so that you can you know, really build a, a strong company culture and ultimately like get people in there who really care and want to grow with the company. So, but at first you're going to hire contractors. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, those are the nine lessons to take your business from 5k to 25k. What else do you want to add to that? Is there anything else you want to add that you think would really help the audience get a jump start on this process? Because I know there's probably a lot of people that are struggling in that five to $10,000 a month Right. you know, range where it's just enough to keep them interested, but not enough to really go full time, not enough to really make any real money or have any significant impact on you or your clients. Right. So anything else you want to add? You know, I say this all the time. Distraction is your biggest bottleneck. You need to focus. You have to say no to so many opportunities. I say no all the time. You have to say no and get really clear on what is your zone of genius? What's the one thing you want to be known for? And go all in on that. Your content should focus on it and support it. Your offers should deliver the result that you're promising and learn to say no, even to you know sometimes too many speaking engagements. There are certain times where you are dedicated to going to live events when you need to be at this point, maybe focusing on your backend operations so that you can handle the lead flow that comes in from the live events. I mean, you need to be discerning with your time 
and with the opportunities that are presented to you. Make sure you're staying on track so that you're building a sustainable business that is ready for growth. Got it. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up for today, but I do want to ask you this question. And I think I asked you in the first interview, but things change so rapidly. What's your favorite growth tool or strategy? And you know what? I'm going to go back and check and see if you say the same thing on this one than the last one. But I've had some guests on the second time and their tools have changed because there's always so many new tools, you know, apps out there. What's your number one growth tool for your Like business? a tool, like an app? Yeah, like a, like a SaaS product or a tool or an app, something that you use. It's going to be easy to know because it's you use it all the time. All the time. Well, I will tell you what we do use all the time besides my LinkedIn and my Facebook is we use Asana for project management and Slack. Is our, those two are the project management and communication hubs for me and my team. So those are the two that I use to run my business. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up for today, Jessica. Why don't you let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about your business, connect with you probably on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you spend the most time, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Yes, you can find me at Jessica Yarbrough on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm sure, Dennis, you'll put the links to my social media and the show notes. Feel free to send me a message, a private message, please, so that I know it and can accept you. And then you can also find me at jessicayarbrough.com. If you're interested in growing a half million dollar coaching business, I'll also share the link with Dennis on my four-part video series, about 45 minutes long, that walks you through step-by-step how to build a high-ticket coaching, consulting, or service-based business. Love it. Thanks, Jessica. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll be running into each other on LinkedIn. Sounds good. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.